Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back. This is Shu Allegra, founder of Grace and Hope Consulting. And we've been having conversation around resilience. Everything we do here at Grace and Hope Consulting is, evolves around, um, around resilience. And I've been inviting some new friends to the conversation. And um, today I have Kevin with me. Kevin, do you mind just letting us know who you are and what you do? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, first off, thank you so much for having me. Um, so yeah, so, so my name is Kevin Lowe, and I am a host of my own podcast called The Lowdown with Kevin Lowe, and I am Love also it. a also a life coach. And awesome. Um, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Well, thanks for being here, Kevin. I love the name. I love I love the play in on, in words there. No, <laughs> your podcast exactly. title that is awesome. It's awesome. Yes. And, and so, tell me a little bit. You know, um, we said about being a life coach. What? Um, how do you help people as a life coach? Because there's different, you know, niches. You know, people focus on different things in life coaching. So, what does that look like for you? Of course, of course. So, so the, the life coach, the life coach, and honestly, the podcast also. Um, both kind of came about because of of me being blind mm -hmm. and so so i became blind when i was 17 years old i was a junior mm -hmm. in high school and um it was something that totally unexpectedly happened um i i found out that i had a brain tumor mm -hmm. and um i went into surgery to have it removed said that you know said that it, it was luckily it was not cancerous but it was um it was needing to be removed immediately. Um, it was pressing against my carotid artery. And so they literally said I had six months to live. Wow. wow. And so, but, you know, I was, you know, assured, you know, by the doctors, the surgeons that, you know, everything was fine, that they'd go in, they'd remove the tumor and mm. I'd be back to school in like three weeks. Mm. And so, so I went into surgery and um, that's basically, as, as I kind of like to say, where where my life kind of stopped and a new life began because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. my life was saved, but um, I awoke from surgery to be left completely blind. Wow, wow. And, and so this, this new life, the life after going blind, um, it's not any better or any worse than the mm -hmm. life with sight it's just different. And yeah. so, and so the podcast and now life coaching all stem around this, this thing of, of me learning to see life from a different view. Yes. And, and so as a life coach, um, you know, my thing is, is working with those who, who have suffered some type of, you know, life-changing disability, um, mm -hmm. even even medical diagnosis, illness, something that's something that's, you know, stolen someone's life from them and they're trying mm -hmm. to to regain control and they want to take back life, but they don't know the steps to take. Yeah. And so that's what I'm that's what I do as a life coach is, is working with them. That oh, that is no, thank you, thank you, first of all, for sharing your story. Wow, like yeah. your your story screams resilience from you know start to finish, right? <laughs> start to finish. Yeah, I, I can't imagine at seventeen. You know, all most of us, you know, it's at seventeen. You're full of dreams, or what? You know, like you're just one year to get out of high school and become an adult, and you know, you like all the things you could accomplish, and then all that change. You're still accomplishing great things, right? Like it's, and I love your exactly. perspective on it. It's not better or worse. It's different. 
Exactly. But at 17, this is not what you envision. And here you are. Like, how many years ago was that? That was, It was 18 years ago. 18 wow. years ago, wow. which I'll be honest, um, time time's a really weird thing. Mm-hmm. And so so when, when I had that 17-year anniversary, mm-hmm. that was really strange because at that moment, it marked the time that I had been blind as long as I had been able to see. Wow. And, 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 and even now, I mean, now, you know, it's been, you know, 18 years since then. So I've actually now know this world, this life better without sight than I did with it yet, Mm -hmm. yet that still seems, it seems almost impossible. And I think because there's so much living that, that you do as those childhood years growing up, developing, you know what I mean? And so, yeah, yeah. so, you know, as, as my family often teases that I'm, I'm the most sighted blind person you'll, you'll ever see. And the <laughs> fact that, that um, they, they hate uh, going shopping with me uh, for clothes. And because, you know, they'll be telling me that, oh, well, this is a nice shirt. I'm like, okay, well, well, what does it look like? Oh, mm-hmm. it's blue. Okay, well, what shade of blue? Oh, no, I don't <laughs> like that. No, no, I don't. You know, and so I can't tell you how many times I'll be shopping, and there will be other people in the store, and and I won't know that these people are kind of giving us the the side eyed stare, mm-hmm. but it will be whoever I'm with. Generally, it's like my mom or my sister, mm-hmm. and one of them will look at them and catch them staring. And be like he can see before. That's why he's so picky. And so, and, and, and that's, and that's what my, my sister, my sweet sister, she always says, she says, she said, you're the pickiest damn blind person I ever met in my life. Just, it, it looks good. Can say that. <laughs> Only a sister can say that with all the love and stuff in it, right? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. But that, that brings a good point though. It's like, you know, even for our friends who maybe were born blind, you know, it's not, it, it, often we we dismiss people's abilities, right? I do a lot yes. of work and that's why I love your story. I wanted to connect with you because you know, in addition to what I do with, you know, counseling and coaching or consulting, I I am a rehabilitation counselor. And I actually, I, that's what I, I, I trained for my postgraduate program. Okay. And so I work with people with disabilities. I am a person with disability. My children, like my loved one, you know, I, you know, I'm a caregiver for people, people with different abilities. And so for yes. me, it's this it's this you know it's people seeing our strengths outside of our you know of what we call disabilities right outside of our challenges yes you can still be sassy and give your sister a hard time because that's so (laughs) kevin is you know kevin (laughs) with a fast side kevin is kevin and he knows what he wants and has you know should have the right to decide what he wants to wear exactly yeah and it's kind of keeping the humanity of all of us no matter what shape or form you know or format you know it is that we come you know we 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 present ourselves so thanks exactly. for bringing that. But I like with okay. your story, it's like you, you know, it happened at 17. It changed, you know, definitely changed your life. You know, this is a new life, like you say, you're living and it's a yeah. different life. But instead of letting, I'm, instead of letting it crush you, you turn that into something positive. That's the resilience. It's like, not just for me. Now, how can I help others along the way? You know, you know and, and so it, I'm sure there's a lot of emotions in that process. You just want to take us like how you went from, oh, this is, you know, this is hard to, I can make something out of this. Exactly. You know, and, and that's what that's what I always say is is I say that something it's only bad, a situation's only bad if you can't figure out a way to make good out of it. Mm-hmm. And and that's what I look at for me with my story is what happened to me, and, and I've said this forever, what happened to me 
happened for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I like to say it happened for a good reason. Mm-hmm. And that good reason for me, um, there, there's many different, you know, little things that I can see that, that I can see good out of it. But mm-hmm. one of the biggest is, is that I believe my, my faith is a big part of my life. And I believe in all my heart that God knew I would serve a greater purpose on this earth, mm. having gone through what I did than if I hadn't. Mm. And, and when I really start started to understand that was getting to start speaking at schools. Wow. And, and I started speaking at, um, have a couple of teachers who have me speak to their their little kids there's one teacher who does a combined kindergarten and first grade students mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then I have a middle school teacher who has me speak to her classes mm-hmm. and um you know when when speaking with them I mean up front when I'm when I'm up in front of the room it's amazing I love it I love talking sharing my story the older kids I share my story and I share about you know, the importance of, of still being friends with people who, who have had something happen or, or mm-hmm. who are quote unquote different than everyone else. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, the little kids, you know, of course them, you know, I don't talk about that stuff as much as just make myself out to be like a blind superhero. And, um, and <laughs> you got so, superpowers for sure. <laughs> exactly. But, but I tell you what's cool about it is there's been a couple of different instances. And so the little kids, we will then we I will be out at restaurants at the grocery store, and generally you know with with my mom or somebody my mom will be like, I have a feeling that little kid must have been in the class you just talked to, because because <laughs> they'll be staring and they'll come up to me and they'll be, like, Mr. Kevin, you spoke to my class and, yeah. and it's so cool that they they come up and say hello, and then mm-hmm. and then it's even though like I had an instance one year when I talk to the older the middle school students where the teacher pulled me aside afterwards and told me that one of the the girls in the class and she was the girl who you know asked so many questions was very Mm -hmm. intrigued she told me she's like that girl she said I just found out that she's homeless and she said and and she was the one who she she had warned me about prior to me speaking um, mm-hmm. without telling me, but she just told me there's going to be one student who might give us some trouble. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so apparently she's, she's, you know, the, she's the bad kid in class. She's hard stuff, yeah. But, but she connected. And so yeah, she was yeah. the one who was the most drawn in. And so I said from that point, that's when I really knew, mm-hmm. wow, I can really maybe impact people's lives mm-hmm. simply by sharing my story. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, Kevin, like I, what you said there just hit me really hard. God knew that I would make a bigger impact being blinded if I wasn't. Exactly. It, it, the, 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 just the maturity, the faith, the gratitude that stem from that it, it are just so powerful. And you know, through a lot, yeah. of, a lot of the other interviews I've been doing, and we all agree gratitude is such a big part of, of resilience, but and also finding purpose and meaning in the things that we go through. You know, masters yeah. might master a little different than yours, but I find, you know, it connects so well in so many ways, you know, and, and yeah. part of what launched this whole series of resilience interview is a book that we, that my friends and I wrote called Be Resilient. And I opened the chapter kind of sharing what I do now, you know, this whole business that I have that, you know, we're all proud and, you know, proud of and like, and but see how everything I've been through led me to this. 
you know, I yep. had to be a caregiver to people with disability, to want to help people with disability and work, you know, work in that community. I had to become disabled myself in order to appreciate, you know, and, and make yeah. an impact in a different way. Yeah, the extra degrees and all that are good, but that connection you make at that personal level because of your story has more impact, gives more life than anything I could ever learn in school, right? Or in any degree I could have. It, it exactly. makes a huge difference. It makes a huge difference. And, yeah. and so I, I, you know, I definitely, I, I'm going to hold on to that and kind of, you know, Keep sharing it with others if I if I have a permission. Just you know, sometimes you know, yeah. sometimes we can if we start seeing that we you know if we can acknowledge that we are we can make a bigger impact, have a bigger and much more influence, you know, in the in the challenges that we face than if we did not go through it. That changes the perspective. That changes that purpose. That keeps you going. Yes. At the end of the day, it's like yes, I can get up, you know, see or not see. I can keep pushing because there's a little girl, there's a little boy, there's a, you know, a man or woman somewhere, an individual somewhere who needs this story, you know, to keep pushing as well. Absolutely, absolutely, and, and, and I'll share something with you also yeah. that that I don't always share all the time, but um, but again, it's a big part of my story. And so when I, when I was in the hospital, um. You know the the type of tumor I had was was pretty rare. Um, mm -hmm. To be honest, when 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 we found out that I had a brain tumor, um, I never heard of anyone having brain tumors at that point. Mm -hmm. And and yet, you know, and the doctors, you know, said that it was so crazy that it had went undiagnosed for all of my life. Um, mm -hmm. And you know, because I had so many symptoms leading up. And so, anyways, while I was in the hospital, um, there was another boy my same exact age mm -hmm. with the same brain tumor wow and um his name was john and john didn't get to come home oh. and um and so i don't remember um you know any of that time in the hospital um mm -hmm. my last memory is is rolling into the doors of the operating room and then from that point forward I don't remember anything and um but but my but my family and i have thankfully a huge family support and they were mm -hmm. all at the hospital mm -hmm. the whole two weeks that i was there in the icu mm -hmm. and and they got to know john's mom mm -hmm. um very well and she was there basically alone with with her son and yeah. um yeah. and like i said john didn't get to come home yeah. And so when when I think about life and in and I've had at times, you know, this person who I didn't even know, um, yet, you know, there's times when when I felt so guilty. Like, mm -hmm. why did my mom get to keep me and mm -hmm. his mom didn't? And mm -hmm. yet at the same time, I just he's also something deep in my heart that I keep as a driving force of mm -hmm. you know what I'm living for both of us now yeah, and yeah and more impacts that I can make because there's more people out there like John mm -hmm. like me who are going through hard times who could really benefit from from some positive energy some somebody who knows what they're going through you yeah, know and yeah. um and so that's that's just another little piece of of my story um mm -hmm. that you know i'm like that's right god like i i was made for more i was made mm -hmm. to keep pushing forward you chose me for whatever the reason mm -hmm. um fair or not fair um you chose me and so now i want to do all that i can you know yeah. to to make my creator proud yeah yeah oh 
Yeah. And we're for the people listening and watching, we're recording this on the Sunday, and I feel like I'm, I'm already in church, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm already in church, you know, do what we can to make a creator proud. And it's like, the, you know, and oh my goodness. So I was never planning to share my story, but my my yeah. life altering situation, the most recent at least, you know, was four years ago where I, when I had a stroke at the age of 33 and wow. my set was impacted. I, I have most of it back, uh, but I still... Well, you know, struggle with some peripheral vision and, you know, there's issue with lighting and weird. Like, you could, the nerve, um, yes. you know, the, uh, my optical nerve was, you know, impacted by the stroke. So, but wow. long story short, when I came out of that, I couldn't talk, I couldn't walk, and I had to go to a facility, you know, to learn to do all this thing and then go, you know, go home and people have to come home and take care of me. I couldn't bathe myself, right? And then, yes. you know, years and years of therapy and I'm still, I, I you know, was in a wheelchair, you know, for briefly and then a walker for, you know, um, one of those, Rollator walker. I had like a chair in the middle for years, yeah. and uh, not until just you no, know, I don't know, even a year ago. So you know, finally transitioned to a regular cane. But even with the cane, I still have issues and you know, weakness in my left leg. And as of two days ago, from this, we're recording this. I actually was with a neurosurgeon, and now they're trying to do a uh, spinal cord implant to help me you know oh. um, get more mobility. But wow. was, I'll share that to kind of give a background. Um, just a little bit of background with what I'm going to share next. So at okay. that same time, as I went through that, one of my very good friends from my church, he was a little older, you know, a little older than me, her husband had a brain tumor and he had already, he was, and had a stroke, was already, I had surgery. And then from that surgery, had you no know, few strokes and was in the hospital. And then we ended up in the same um, rehabilitation center, you know, at the um, you know, facility after after my my incident, and then we you know we both came home eventually. Um, okay. I now I'm able to I, I wasn't able to drive for so many years. Now I can drive. I'm doing this the work that I do. He went home and got a lot of you know that uh, lot of support, but eventually passed. And it was just like you was that day, you know, when I, I, I couldn't make it to the funeral, just that to be honest. Um, yeah. Yes, I had an event and that, you know, I had to go speak out, but I'm like, I wanted to be there to support my friend, which eventually we connected and I before and after and all that. But the point was that just like you, I was, why did I get to live? And he had to go. His family needed him as well, you know, and in yeah. those moments, especially for us people faith, this moment that we, you know, we can't always, we can't always, we don't always understand everything on this side of heaven, right? Um, yep. and, and it's so easy to ask all the whys. But then yep. when, you know, like you say, when like one of our faith is secure, we can say like you, I'm here for a reason. You know, whatever that reason is, I need to find it. And then I need to fulfill it in order to make my, my, my creator proud. And that's exactly. the same mentality that I've, I've been taking. And although I never even share this with my friend, you know, there are days where I woke up and I say, I have to live for Luke yeah I have to live for Luke because we just it, it, now it's just gonna get emotional because yeah. there's you know there are a lot of Johns and Lukes out there right who yep. don't none of us like for me it was it was that moment when I'm like well life is so fragile you know I was doing all the things and you know having life that I enjoy I still I, I enjoy my life but but you know it's in a very, very powerful way, what you said made sense my life is now worse or better it's different but I also just like you realize in the past four years, I've had more, I've had more impact in people's lives than I ever did the previous, you know, 30 some years prior to that. And yeah. people say, well, just that from a stroke. I say, well, it was not just a stroke, everything that came with it. 
you know, yeah. losing, lo losing, you know, the ability to care for myself. Allow me to be humble, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. And, you know, create a new different, different level of empathy. Although I was doing this work already and work with people with different abilities, but I create a different level of empathy. And, you know, I connect with people at yep. a different level because like I've been there. I don't take life for granted anymore. Yes. It's like every moment matters, you know, because tomorrow is never guaranteed. Like people say that, but it's until you actually, you know, go through an experience that like shatters, you know, your whole view yeah. of life, then you're like, whoa, you know, I'm fragile as human. I am fragile. And so the fact that I'm still here means that this second here, never just a minute, this second here is meaningful. I need to, you know, I need to enjoy it to the fullest and make it the best it needs to be. It really changes Absolutely. your perspective. Really. Absolutely. Absolutely. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, and so walk me a little bit. Like I know for me, I was like, I went for a lot of emotions. Like I knew I was still here for a reason. I still, I was grateful to still be here. I see my kids. My kids are young. I mean, now my youngest is eight. So back then it was just, it was just four. So like, I'm <laughs> grateful that I'm here to see them grow. And at the same time, I had so many emotions when all this happened, right? It's like the anger, the fear, the confusion, the sadness, like, so if you don't mind, Kevin, if it's okay with you, just kind of walk us through when all this happened and when as you're adjusting to this new life, this different life, you know, how was that like emotionally? How was that spiritually? I, I know yet now, right now, you know, with what you're saying, I totally believe you and resonate with that. Like you are making your creator proud, but I'm sure, you know, there was a transition where, where you're just like, I'm going to make my creator proud, but right now I don't like this. I've been there. I don't like this. I trust you guys, but I don't like this. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No. Um. You know, it it, it it was a process, mm. um, you know, for the, for, because not only did I just become blind, I had many other medical issues. Um, mm -hmm. I lost, I also, I lost my sense of smell also. Yeah. So I can't smell, I can't see. Um, also the, the brain tumor, um, you know, it, 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 it had completely encased my pituitary gland. Mm. And so the pituitary controls all of your hormones. Yeah. And so and so I had to, you know, start taking, you know, all these new medicines. Um, I had short-term memory loss for six months after mm -hmm. surgery. Um, it was just nothing was going right. And so, mm -hmm. so for the first however long, you could say that me and my family, it was basically survival mode. Yeah. Just going through the motions of surviving. Mm -hmm. um, then, you know, you come to that point where, um, well, I'll say this to the outside world, everybody saw Kevin as wow, he's so uplifting, he's so positive, mm -hmm. he's so happy, so he's strong, smiling, yeah, you know. <laughs> but the only people who ever really saw my sad times mainly my mom, my grandmother, who I call Nana, mm -hmm. and then my sister. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I tell people that, um, you know so many nights would be spent me just sobbing in bed mm -hmm. sobbing whether that was in my bed alone in bed with my mom who heard me crying who came in there and mm -hmm. laid with me whether it was me going into my sister's room mm -hmm. you know where, where I laid in her bed and we cried together mm -hmm. um you know it was hard I mean literally my life was taken I mean I I had a a big beautiful Ford truck I had gotten when I turned 16. Mm -hmm. Um I grew only up had right, it for a year. Only a year. Yeah. And um 
had I grew up riding dirt bikes and four wheelers mm. and everything that I loved was was taken mm. and um <coughs> excuse me and um you know and so so it was it was a huge life change and then you know and then it was just literally you know as I said you know, I was literally plunged into a world of darkness mm. and no matter how many times I would blink no matter how hard I would pray, how hard I would cry. I'd open my eyes in the morning and I'd still see the same thing as I did when they were closed. Mm-hmm. And it, it was hard, but, but God, God was always there with me. Mm-hmm. And um, he, I was a kid who, who I hated school. I'd rather be sick with the flu at home you sound like my son (laughs) yeah then I would then I would want to be at school Mm -hmm. yet then why in the world was it here it was that this happened my my surgery was uh like two months into my junior year of high school I should have taken the get out of out of uh school free card and Mm. not had any desire to push forward Mm. yet from the very beginning my family will tell you that from the very start, I kept saying, I want to get back to school because I want to be able to still graduate with my mm-hmm. class. I want to graduate with my class. And mm-hmm. so through it all, um, I literally, I had these teachers who came to my house um, each day. Um, my mom would actually drop me off at my, at my uh, grandparents' house where I would stay with my Nana. Mm-hmm. And I'd have teachers who came who taught me my school subjects. Mm-hmm. And I caught up with my schoolwork. I never went back to school the rest of that that junior year. Mm-hmm. But I caught up with it all that I made it back to school for the start of my senior year. Wow. Wow. And I, I went back for just one class a day. The rest I did at home with the mm-hmm. same teachers. And I ultimately walked across the stage at my high school graduation. Graduated with my class. And awesome. And I say right then that that was one of those pivotal moments that I didn't realize this till years and years later, mm-hmm. that right then that was God showing me that Kevin, you can still accomplish great things yeah, yeah. in this new life. And, you know, after, after graduation, um, you know, for a long time, life was, you know, kind of just, again, survival. It was going through the motions of all the things that the the quote unquote professionals at the blind center mm-hmm. said that I should be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, yet it was me finding my own way and having yes. to grieve and having to heal in my mm-hmm. own time, not as fast as what they told my parents I should be doing, right, right. but it was, it was me. And, you know, um, gradually, you know, the, as I say, um, unfortunately time time is the true healer Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and as the years went by I cried less Mm -hmm. and today now 18 years later thank goodness the the days of of being sad of crying are very few and far Mm -hmm. between Mm -hmm. um and and so it allows you to keep moving forward and 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 so it was as the years went on and, and I got to to do new things and try new things and, and 
started my own business. I had a travel agency that I started in 2013. Nice. Um, that I operated up until basically 2020 um, okay. when the pandemic hit. And, um, but that was great. Again, I got to build a business. I got to book travel. I got to, yeah. to travel myself and, and do all these amazing things. And, um, you know, it just kept going. And, mm-hmm. and that was big for me. And how, you know, in, in these past two years, you know, my life, you know, it's kind of entered a new chapter where mm-hmm. I closed the chapter on my travel business, entered into this new realm again, finding deeper and deeper pers- purpose into mm-hmm. what I'm really meant to be doing, what my gifts truly are, Yeah, you know? And so it's like this, just like, kind of beautiful, natural progression um, mm-hmm. that, that I've been on, you know, that, that it's just life. And, 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 you know, when, when I look back on my life, I can, I'm so blessed because I can see how from the time I was born, everything in my life has fit together like pieces to a puzzle. Mm-hmm. They said that the type of tumor that I had was something that was with me from the very beginning. It was where yeah. during development, a cell whatever went to the wrong place and so I can see though where the first 17 years of my life were all in preparation for what was to come Mm -hmm. God God allowed me to do so many different things I got to travel I got to to go to Alaska and see Alaska I got to to go down to the Florida Keys and, and mm. go out fishing and see all of this stuff. I rode dirt bikes. I went surfing. Mm-hmm. I All these amazing opportunities, things I got to do all because of what he knew was what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, and even the personalities, traits that he gave me, he made me a positive person from, you know, as a kid growing yeah. up, he made me a very organized person which I can say that lends its hand tremendously after then you lose your yeah, sight. Can you imagine? And, yeah, and stuff. And so all of these things I can look back and I can see all the way back to being in middle school, being in seventh grade. Um, I would go over to my Nana's house in the morning. My mom would, would drop me off and my mom would go into work and Nana would, would cook breakfast and I'd hang out at her house until it was time to go to middle school. And it was during that time that I came to know Jesus, that mm-hmm. in, in my Nana's living room, I accepted, accepted Jesus into my life. Beautiful. And um, I never knew, I never could have imagined what a gift I was given on that morning mm-hmm. until I lost my eyesight. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and, and that's what's I think really awesome is I've seen through my life since I went blind, what a deeper relationship I've got to have with, with my creator. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I do, and I, I, I'm so blessed to, to just get to connect with, with God and Jesus in such a deep level of just truly walking by faith you know, guided, as I say, guided by faith, not by mm-hmm. sight, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and um, and just trusting in him and in, in, in knowing that there's a, a purpose for my life, you know, it just drives me forward. And, and honestly, you know, it just has me so eager to see, you know, what tomorrow will bring. Yeah, 
yeah. Oh, thanks for sharing. Like so, so much wisdom in that. That even we, even when you know, resilience is not the absence of like you know of all the feelings we mentioned, right? There's still grief that goes through that we go through, even in being resilient. That is actually part of the process. It's acknowledging exactly. that they have these losses that I need to grieve. And it does not make me less, you know, than anyone else. It doesn't make this experience, you know, you know, the end of me. It just makes it what it is, you know. Just exactly. I'm grieving. I'm giving what I lost, and and then, you know, in it, as we grieve, it helps us kind of, you know, heal, recover from kind of the emotional tool of all of it, and then bounce exactly. back a little stronger. Because then, after I'm done grieving, even while I'm grieving, I can start seeing the little glimpse of like, oh, there's goodness coming out of this somehow. You know, because exactly. I, I allow myself to feel the because some we don't realize that when we numb the the bad emotions, per se, as we call it, I don't think there's a bad emotion. I don't I don't like talking that way, but those uncomfortable. There you go. When we numb the uncomfortable emotion, we're also numbing the positive one, the comfortable ones. It, you know, it's the same channels in your brains. I use this the, 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 the you know process both. So so then if we allow ourselves just to kind of be mindful of what we're feeling then we can experience more of more of both. And that's what it means to be human. Those feelings, emotions are there for a reason. You know, God exactly. created us as human being with all of them. So it's okay to be sad that this happened, but also then be grateful like you are for that. Well, I get to do all these other things that I could not be, I would not be able to do if it did not happen. And even to look back and see, wow, God knew that something was going to happen and allow me to experience all the things I could see. And, and have those memories and hold on to those memories right and, and so that's that's it's a beautiful and that's also to grieve at your own pace we think that you yes. know when we go through a debilitating condition like this it's like people are like oh it's been three years it's been four years i the, my fourth year anniversary of the stroke i was an emotional mess and mind yes. you i'm a counselor like you know i have all this yes. oh, i do all this <laughs> training to manage emotions and i could manage my own you know, I could yeah. my, oh, I had to, I text further, like you guys, pray. I went to church that Sunday. So the, it would have been on the Monday then for that fourth anniversary. Went to church that Sunday, just feeling off. I'm like, I feel down. I don't know why. And like, and then I just feel like down to where I was depressed. And I couldn't, like, I, I couldn't stop crying the rest of the day. And it wasn't until it hit me. I'm like, oh, tomorrow's the anniversary. And so sometimes, yeah. you know, like we might try to forget, but our minds don't forget. It's just, it's just, just like when someone passes away, like when the, the 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 important dates are hard, right? The holidays are hard because it's a reminder that person is not there. Those anniversaries for those big thing, big events, you know, even events that you know that are not always so you know so uh, positive in the moment, you know, those are big. Those anniversary becomes you know a reminder that something has happened to me that shifted my life, you know. And and, and so you yep. had I I had to grieve all over again to grieve that exactly. even after four years, I still don't have the my body's not the same. It might never be the same. Right. And just like you, all those things internally that nobody knows about, like all the muscles in turn that don't work, you know, and, yep. it, I, and it, how like I'm the youngest person at my urology, the urologist upon the clinic because I have issues, you know, from muscles not working the way they should, you know, because of the stroke. Because I think people think people don't see that. Like you, like you said, people's like, oh, you're so strong. You're so good. Like you're, <laughs> you're doing well. You look well. And sometimes I want to smack people upside the head. I don't look well. I don't feel well. <laughs> you know? exactly. oh, my Exactly. Been shattered. Nothing inside works well, you know. Yes. <laughs> yes, I can, you know, I can shower and dress and look like I'm okay, but like internally, I have all these things that are not working the way they're supposed to, or the way they're they were working before. But then it's finding the grace in that. Like, how can I give myself grace that I might my body might not be what it was back then, 
but my body's still serving a purpose right now. I'm still living on my purpose and my body still functioning its own way, you know, and, and just seeing the beauty in that and learning to do things differently, yep. you know, and, and it's just, it's, it's a process. Resilience, exactly. you know, all of this, you know, all that we're talking about, like resilience is a process. All the feelings are allowed. You can have the, you know, they'll have the comfortable and uncomfortable feelings, embracing all of it and just still knowing that if I'm still here, I still have a purpose to fulfill and kind of pursuing Absolutely. that, you know, finding out what that purpose is and then you know, pursuing it with everything you got, everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I, I just love your story. And I'm so, so grateful that you took the time to do this with me, but also just grateful for all that you do. So, you know, it's going to wrap this up. I want, to share, I want you to share how people can connect with you, where they can hear the podcast and when they can, you know, partner with you for life coaching and, you know, and be, so that you can support them and teach them all the things you've learned. Even like how to run a business, people think like you're blind and you're running a travel business. Like, come on, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you have yeah. to think outside the box to have to, to, to get to that point. So things like that. And I'm just, you know, kind of putting a plug there for other people who have different abilities. You know, maybe that's an area too that Kevin can help you figure out how, you know, how to start a business in spite of what people think you can or cannot do. Prove them wrong. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's what, and that's what, you know, you know, is when, when we, when we have something with some type of disability, whatever we, society and even, and even, and even the realm of, the the disability you have, they try and put you in a hole, mm-hmm. you know, of of what you're capable of. And it's been a big thing of mine to totally break out of that hole. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so and so that's what, you know, I'm like, I want to do things. Like when I started a travel business, you can book travel when you're blind. Yep, sure yeah. can. You know, mm-hmm. and stuff. And so um, yeah, I think that's just awesome. Um but thank you for this opportunity. Like I said, it is a, a mission of mine to share my story as many times as I possibly can mm-hmm. in the hope that, you know, somebody somewhere in the world can hear even just a piece of what I have to say and that it can positively impact their life. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that is, you know, the, the goal of, you know, my podcast, um, my podcast, uh, it's called The Lowdown with Kevin Lowe. Um, mm-hmm. You can find it anywhere that you listen to podcasts, um, plus even just by visiting my website, which is mm-hmm. literally just thelowdownwithkevinlowe.com. Mm-hmm. Um, as I tell everybody, just be sure you're spelling lowdown correctly. And that's with an <laughs> E. So L-O-W-E mm-hmm. and then D-O-W-N. But um, but so, so that is my podcast. My podcast is is rocking and rolling, um, you know, the, the biggest thing, if you come to my podcast, um, just come with an open mind to mm-hmm. let yourself be inspired mm-hmm. uh, to, to take back control of life. Um, mm-hmm. That is that is the, the purpose of, of my podcast is, is shining light on the positive side of life, um, mm-hmm. you know, by, by sharing the stories of, of ordinary people you know, living out extraordinary lives, mm-hmm. um, overcoming challenges, obstacles, all in the, the, the goal to inspire you, the listener, to, to do the same in your own life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so that's the podcast. And then, yes, life coaching, you can find that on the same website, or you can also just go to kevinlowcoaching.com. Um, mm-hmm. We'll take you right to the, to the page. And, um, Again, you know, you can learn more about the the different coaching packages that I offer. Um, 
And there's even a button there that you can, you know, go ahead and book a uh, free 15 minute coaching call. Um, mm-hmm. Awesome opportunity for, for you to get to, to meet me, me, meet you and, you know, and, and, you know, maybe work through a little problem that you have going on in your life and, and maybe see how I can, you know, continue to be a help to you, um, mm-hmm. you know, from there. Um, but, you know, as I said, you know, my, my biggest, it's just this whole mission to just make good out of what was supposed to have been bad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and that's why I said, you know, I, I'm gifted with the opportunity that I can see life differently. Um, and that's where, you know, that's where the podcast, when I interview people, I want, that's what's awesome about podcasting, the world of audio, is the mm-hmm. fact that I say when people listen to a podcast, everybody's blind. Mm-hmm. And so, so my goal is to let is to let people who listen to my podcast see the world and to see the guests mm-hmm. from through my eyes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know, and so that's what I just love about it. And um, and again, you know, I just I'm super excited to have gotten to be here today. And um, you know, I just thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much, Kevin, and definitely for everyone listening. We encourage you to go click on that link, go check his website, you know, listen to the podcast. I know I'm going right now to subscribe and so that I can be listening, you know, listening to it. Um, and definitely, you know, take you no, know, take him up on that coaching call. You know, he and um I'll make I'll be sure to to share it, you know, pass it along with others as I encounter them and work with them. But thank you, thank you for shining your light on this earth and making a difference in so many ways. Thank you. All right, for everyone, thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. I will hope that this, with all the other interviews, encourage you to find your purpose, to build your resilience, and to know that if you that you are here for a reason. And we are grateful that you're here. And we can't wait to see you make your creator proud. Be well.